Hello, and welcome to the August 3rd, 2020 edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. It's the 203rd day of the year, and it's now been 144 days since Governor Ralph Northam declared a state of emergency. Today's installment is supported by Mead Oriental Rugs, located on 4th Street Northeast in downtown Charlottesville. Open by appointment. Call 434-971-8077 to set up your visit. Learn more at the Instagram account, Rug Merchant's Daughter. The governing body of the University of Virginia met Friday to discuss the upcoming academic year, which is set to begin on August 25th. The Board of Visitors met virtually in an open session before going into closed session. James Murray, the rector of the BOV, said teams at UVA have been working on the reopening plan for several months. I think we have as well conceived a plan as any university in America. Uh, We have physical plans for housing, for common areas, for dining, for classrooms. We have behavior standards. We're going to have the best in class technology. But, I, you know, we have to be clear, John Griffin and I talked about this two days ago, uh, this boils down to whether or not uh, we have compliance. Uh, th- this epidemic was going to be the ultimate test of our students and a test of what makes UVA a special place. The protocol for students returning to grounds requires a 14-day self-quarantine and states students should not attend any large social events or interact with more than a few people at a time. Students must be tested for COVID-19, and those who do not comply cannot return. When classes begin, daily health checks are required, as are face coverings. On Friday, Murray asked how many students might already be in Charlottesville. Provost Liz McGill said there is no clear answer. Nearly 20,000 of our 25,000 students live in some off-campus arrangement. Um, Most of the leases in Charlottesville uh, start for August 1st or August 15th. Um, We will uh, ask students to tell us where they are. Um, And so uh, as part of the onboarding process for students, which requires them to uh, demonstrate a negative test, uh, comply with the contract that we are writing for them uh, to comply with. McGill said Grounds is slowly repopulating with research activities, medical education, some graduate work, as well as athletic activity. J.J. Davis, executive vice president and chief operating officer at UVA, said plans are in place if someone contracts COVID-19. Unfortunately, we know how this virus works, uh, and some people may unfortunately get sick. In that result, our highest duty of care is to those students living in our dormitories. So we have successfully procured um, both isolation and quarantine spaces for those individuals. We are continuing to work uh, on this question of if there is an off-ground student who has has no options uh, to safely uh, isolate or quarantine, we are working on that issue as we speak. Davis said UVA is working with the Department of Health on a protocol for contact tracing, but said arrangements are a work in progress. A contract tracing mobile app put together by Google and the VDH is expected to go live on August 5th. A UVA-specific app is expected to be ready by August 10th. Here is Rector Jim Murray again. We are going to be using an exposure notification app. It'll be on every student's phones. It's one provided by Google and Apple. Uh, It could well be the most important thing that we do technologically. 
there is no way we're going to catch cases quickly and more comprehensively than this software is going to enable. Uh, I would love to see it in the hands of merchants and people that work around and in close contact with university students and, and faculty. Uh, we're not there yet, but it's, it's uh, possible. It's not that difficult to do. It's simply an app you download on your phone. And if we could actually get it in the hands of several thousand people that are in those most in close contact with UVA students like bartenders, uh, those kinds of people, grocery store clerks, uh, we can go a long way not to preventing the disease, but to catching it very quickly and catching everybody that was exposed. The Board of Visitors next meets on August 17th. The Virginia Department of Health is reporting an additional 1,324 cases of COVID-19 this morning, but reports no new fatalities. The seven-day average for positive tests is at 7.1%, down from 7.2% yesterday. There are 44 new cases reported in the Thomas Jefferson Health District today for a total of 1,793 to date. Of those, 17 are from Albemarle, 16 are from Charlottesville, 9 are from Greene, 1 is from Pluvanna County, and 1 is from Louisa. The latest COVID-19 forecast model from the University of Virginia's Biocomplexity Institute states that the surge of cases in the Thomas Jefferson Health District has abated but warns that the Commonwealth is on track to have 13,000 new cases a week by early September. The statewide reproduction rate for the novel coronavirus is below the figure of one, but is above one in far and near southwest Virginia. Figures above one indicate higher degrees of community spread. The model estimates that 827,377 cases of COVID-19 have been avoided since May 15th. The Thomas Jefferson Health District is holding two COVID-19 testing events this week. One will take place on Wednesday at the Nelson Heritage Center in Arrington from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The other happens Saturday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Innovage Virginia Pace Blue Ridge at 1335 Carlton Avenue in Charlottesville. Both events require appointments, and those can be booked at 434-972-6261. The Board of Trustees of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library has voted to keep their facilities closed to the public for now, but will consider adding more curbside pickup hours. The Board met Friday in a virtual special session and made the move to remain within Tier 4 of the library's COVID-19 response. Libraries have been closed since mid-March. In government meetings today, the owners of a shopping center near Forest Lakes on US-29 are seeking a rezoning to allow for an expansion onto property not currently developed. The Albemarle Community Development Department will hold the required information meeting for the application beginning at 6 p.m. The property was rezoned from residential in 1989, and the current project seems to increase the maximum building size allowed to 110,000 square feet. Currently, the maximum is 71,800, and there is only 14,778 square feet left. Charlottesville City Council meets at 6.30 p.m. for what should be a shorter meeting than the July 20th meeting, which lasted until 2.30 in the morning. The main item on the agenda is an appropriation of $15.26 million for the Belmont Bridge replacement, a project that has now been in the planning stages for at least 10 years. The entire Belmont Bridge project now has a cost of $31.1 million, and $13 million of that is expected from the city. That includes a $5 million payment in the current year's capital improvement program, 
2.5 million in next year's CIP and 4.8 million in other funds the city has saved for the project. The city is currently negotiating right-of-way for the project and construction could begin next spring. Following that item, the CEO of Jaunt will present council with an update on his agency's pilot project to deliver on-demand transit within the region. Brad Sheffield presented that information to the Board of Supervisors on July 15th. And that's it for this installment of the Community Engagement Newscast for August 3rd, 2020. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. Thanks for listening. Our subscriber base has gone up quite significantly in the past week. And if you have found this information to be of use, please consider supporting my Patreon account. You can find that on the link in the newsletter. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.